Hey friends, automation in Azure Sentinel is really powerful, but did you know that you don't have to create full-blown playbooks and logic apps to be able to use it? Sarah Young and her boss, Mina, are back to show me what's new in Azure Sentinel today on Azure Friday. Hey friends, I'm Scott Hanselman and it's Azure Friday. I'm here with Sarah Young and we're going to learn all about Azure Sentinel. How are you? I'm good, Scott. Um, thanks for asking. Um, obviously, really super excited to be back on Azure Fridays. A um, little bit different from last time we did it a few years ago. Yeah, it is a little bit different, but we are making it possible through the cloud and the power of technology. And I'm still going to get to learn about all the great stuff that you're working on. So it's a win for me. Yeah, me too. And it's always nice to catch up and see how everyone's going, um, seeing as uh, can't do things in person at the moment. But fingers crossed sometime soon. Indeed. So you've got a cool demo for me and you're going to help me understand how to like, you know, better think about playbooks because I have a, a way in my mind that I think these things work and you maybe have some better solutions for me. Yeah. So um, Azure Sentinel is, um, it's been growing in leaps and bounds uh, since the last time uh, we talked about it. Last time I talked to you, it was still in public preview. It's now GA. Sentinel's about, it's coming up on its second birthday if if a product can have a birthday. So um, I wanted to talk to you because last time we talked about the automation, but it's grown up and evolved so much since then. I wanted to show you um, what's changed and how we can do automation even more easily now in Sentinel. Mm -hmm. Now, do we think about Sentinel primarily as an automation tool, primarily as a security? Like when I think Sentinel, it's like it's watching over me and it's thinking about anything that could go wrong from a security perspective. It's primarily about security, right? Yeah. So Sentinel is two things. It's a SIEM or SIM, depending on what part of the world you're in. So security, information, and event management. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also a SOAR tool, so S-O-A-R. So that's security automation. Um, oh, no, sorry. Security orchestration, automation, and response. I knew I'd get that wrong <laughs> first time we did it. And so it does the um, monitoring side of things, but it can also do the remediation. Traditionally, these tended to be two separate products that you'd have to buy and integrate. But with Sentinel, you get it all in one. Interesting. Okay. So it's watching events and also potentially doing something about those events and it's mm -hmm. all in one single tool. Yes, that's right. Very cool. Okay. So um, what I wanted to show you was um, our automation blade. Now, um, this is, um, it was until recently, it was just called Playbooks because all we would do is use the Playbooks, um, which is something which is part of Logic Apps. Now we use Playbooks and Logic Apps for automation throughout the rest of Azure as well. So it might be something you're already familiar with. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to talk about was automation rules. Now. Because sometimes automation rules are like quick ways to do some really basic automation because playbooks are great, but it is a bit of effort to go in, create a playbook, set up all the connectors and make it do something. Um, sometimes you just need the automation to do something really, really quick. So if I show you, this is my uh, this is my automation rule um, that I made. Here's, 
one I made earlier. Um, so what we've got here is uh, an automation rule. Um, and basically what it will do is when an incident's created, I can pick an analytics rule. Now I have a rule called suspicious deployment of new playbooks. So what the rule's looking for is any new playbooks that have been deployed that maybe shouldn't have been. Um, but I've also said for the condition, if the IP address equals my IP address, now I know you can't see that, um, but, um, uh, if if it, if that IP address is found within the automation rule, then we need you just need to close it. Now, there's actually a lot of different actions you can take here. Um, I'm using the change status and I'm putting it to closed. Um, and then it also says a false positive. You can also put here the reason. So I'm going to put false positive inaccurate data, but I'm also just going to write here, Sarah is doing her tests. So what that means is when these conditions are met, um, this automation rule, if an incident is raised and it meets these um, the conditions, the automation rule is going to automatically close the incident. Now, um, as I said, there's some other things we can do here, but I'll just show you this specific incident. Now, as you can see, I'm only looking at the closed incidents at the moment. So I'm just at uh, the open incident, sorry. So I'm gonna have a look here. And if I open this up, you can see that I've actually triggered this incident and mm -hmm. the uh, the automation rule has automatically closed it. And for this one has put, it's false positives, Sarah is doing her tests. Um, so it can be sometimes you might be using it for testing or it might be a known issue in your environment because in, 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 a, in a perfect world, you wouldn't trigger an incident for something that wasn't an incident. But we know in real life, sometimes there might be a particular user or a host name or a host or something that's triggering your analytics rules. Um, sometimes we can filter that out in uh, the actual rule logic itself. Occasionally we can't. So we can actually use the automation rules to be able to um, just close it off. Um, yeah. I have had some customers do that. Yeah, I mean, if you've got uh, a particular search spider who's overly aggressive, that could kick something off. If the behavior mm -hmm. or the structure of a URL that you're doing for some tests, if you're running some playwright or um, a Selenium tests, it might cause behavior to make things look unusual. And, and those would all be reasonable things where you would want to go and have an automation rule that says, no, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. And the other great thing we can do with automation rules is um, you can use it to kick off um, a new playbook. So um, so um, if you need something that's actually more in-depth um, and you need a playbook, which is more complicated automation, mm -hmm. you can actually say, hey, um, if we see this rule, so I'm just picking Dynamics 365, run a playbook so and then we can pick the playbook from here something that i wanted to point out because it catches out a load of people you'll see here that when i uh, go to select a playbook it says that i don't have permissions now oh. um, the, this is something that catches a lot of people out that's because to run playbooks it's different permissions to running things within sentinel you need to have logic apps permissions so uh, because this is something that um it, happens a lot, you can actually just come straight into here and I just pick my uh, resource group, uh, my Sentinel one and apply, and it's gonna automatically add those Logic App permissions. Uh, when it's done that, you can see if I go back now, these aren't grayed out and I can select uh, one of these playbooks to add into the automation rule. Um, 
it's, uh, it's we're trying to make it really nice and easy, but it's something that's caught a couple of uh, people out um, while this is new. So just wanted to show you how you can add those permissions in straight from the automation rule to make it really easy to run the playbook from, from the rule. How were people doing this before? They were just making logic apps and kind of cobbling these these behaviors together? Ah, so um, that's a really good question, Scott. So what you can do, and you can still do this, but I'll, I'll show you, is that um, what you can do is on an analytics rule. Now, analytics rules are the rules that trigger incidents. So if we have a look at this uh this analytics rule here, and this is still um, valid, we can do automated response. So what we can do here is we, we can actually add um, a playbook directly to the rule. And that mm -hmm. might, and that's still a completely valid way of doing things. If, um, if you want to just automatically run the playbook straight from the rule trigger, you can. But what the automation rules allow you to do is maybe do some filtering saying, you know, only run this playbook if these conditions are met. So it makes mm -hmm. it a little bit more smart rather than a blanket, run this playbook, run this playbook, run this playbook. Yeah. So you can certainly still go in here in the configuration of your analytics rule and do that. And you can see here actually you can add an automation rule in here as well it's another way to do the same thing i was yeah. showing you before because you can see here we have the automation rule that i have added so yeah um it's um a slightly different way of doing it the old way of doing it is still perfectly valid but you can put a little a few more smarts in it which is yeah. uh, always useful yeah i think that, that that having it up front in in the main blade makes a lot more sense and the option for filtering whether you choose to use it or not has a lot more value. So I can definitely see why I would want to move my my stuff over to the new way. Yeah, so um, that's um, we're doing some really cool things in automation. And then something that we've just released, um, just to wrap off and, and round out all the automation we have, is playbook templates. Now, uh, so of course, um, we do have playbook templates. Actually, you may um, have seen them. Um, we do have them in our GitHub repo here, the Sentinel GitHub repo. But mm. what you need to do is go into them here um, and you would deploy them from the Sentinel GitHub. And that's still a perfectly valid way of doing it. We have ARM templates. If you click on one of those links, it's gonna bring the template into your, uh, into your tenant. But what we have with everything else in Sentinel is we have galleries within the product itself. So we have it for our workbooks, we have it for analytics rules, but we didn't have it for playbooks. But now I'm really pleased to say we do have a playbooks gallery. So um, all of those things that you see in the GitHub now are in uh, the UI itself. So um, you can see here that we can, uh, um, I've already got one of them. I've deployed it, this um, block Azure AD user. But here you can see we've got advanced ServiceNow Teams integration. So it gives you a description of the playbook. It tells you the different connectors, the Logic App connectors we're gonna use. And it will also give you an idea of some of the prerequisites you need as well. Um, so for this one, I'm just gonna deploy here the block um, AAD user for an incident, um, because we do have different triggers. We have incident triggers and alert triggers. They are subtly different, probably not the time to explain exactly right now uh, the difference, because <laughs> I'll be here for a long time. But um, as you can see, when I click um, to go into the deployment, um, I pick my subscription, my resource group, um, my region, I can change the playbook name if I want to. We can turn on diagnostics logs. Um, that allows us to 
monitor the, the health of the, the playbook. Uh, that is something that definitely some customers are interested in being alerted on if their um, log analytics, um, if, if sorry, if their, um, their logic app isn't working. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we add the connections here. Um, some of them are um, added automatically. So we've got AD uh, and Sentinel. Some you do need to create after your deployment. It is a bit context sensitive. Um, and it'll, it'll tell you in the UI. And then like every other, um, every single other <laughs> Azure resource in the world, um, we will create it. And then it's gonna take me to the Logic Apps Designer. Um, and uh, if we give it a second, it will send me over there. And then we can see what's actually been deployed into the workspace. Um, it's so really cool to see how different products in Azure build on top of different products in Azure. And it's very seamless how they all build on top of each other. Exactly. So we can see here, we've got now our Logic App. It's been created um, mm -hmm. and we've got all the different steps. Um, so again, just a really nice, easy way to deploy templates that have been created. Uh, they've all been reviewed by Microsoft Engineering. Some of them have been created by engineering. Some come from our partners, but they're a really great way to start getting used to and getting familiar with how you can do some uh, some automation in Sentinel. And yeah, that's, uh, that's probably everything I've got to show you this time, Scott. Uh, I could go on for a long time, but I should probably leave it there. Well, I appreciate that. Well, the folks who watch Azure Friday know that after the episode, they can go and check out the docs, they can check out the tutorial, they can check out the GitHub repository and take a look at those uh, runbooks and see the code behind those uh, runbooks. And uh, this has been super helpful. I'm glad that a lot of cool stuff has been happening in the Azure Sentinel space. Yeah, it, uh, always lots of stuff ha happening. We, uh, It's always worth keeping an eye on it because it's still a pretty young product um, in, in Azure terms. So there's lots of cool things coming. And uh, yeah, even sometimes I struggle to keep up and I work with Sentinel every day, so. Very cool. Well, I've been learning all about how to automate my security response with Azure Sentinel today on Azure Friday. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Azure Friday. Now I need you to like it, comment on it, tell your friends, retweet it. Watch more Azure Friday.